Thank you for joining XR Home, which is India's first AR VR focused podcast. And today I'm delighted and honored to have with me Shristi Asudani, who's region lead at IEEE APAC Blockchain Community and Hyperledger India chapter. She's the ex director for Settlement, a Belgian based blockchain company. She's a blockchain researcher who not only evangelizes, but also endorses blockchain as a philosophy of life apart from technology. Her expertise lies in Web3. D5, NFT, and the metaverse, and is currently the chief business officer at P2E Pro. So, Sushri, really appreciate you taking time and being part of the podcast. So, let's start with Web3. So, in, in your intro, you, you, it says that you don't only evangelize, but also endorse blockchain as a philosophy of life apart from technology. Can you start? Uh, where, uh, where exactly do you mean by that? Sure. First of all, thank you, uh, Eddie, for inviting me and hosting me on this uh, podcast. It's a pleasure to be here uh, and share my thoughts on Web3 Metaverse. Um, and coming to your question, of course, uh, when you talk about blockchain and how you know I uh, endorse it as a philosophy of life, so in essence, actually, the technology has evolved uh, to solve for certain uh, areas where there were improvement with respect to the innovations that we are using, whether it's uh, you know getting um, to be able to uh, come over and overcome the intermediaries when when it comes to any kind of solution, whether it be in payments or supply chain. Um, and uh, second is is more from the trust uh, factor that and the transparency that the technology in itself instills. So when I say uh, I believe in it as a philosophy of life is I think that the technology, while we are still in a stage where um, as per the Gartner hype cycle, we are still one of the evolving technologies and not in the production rollouts. But I think uh, if, if uh, with, with the governing regulatory frameworks and all, uh, if if this kind of uh, technology with the trust and transparency can be instilled uh, in into uh, mass adoption of solutions being there per se uh, any identity solutions that that are given to us like we use Aadhaar or uh, or any other uh, form of solutions where uh, the technology can bring in the trust and the transparency as well as uh, uh, for for the end customer that's how that's when i feel that you know uh this technology has has a really bright future irrespective of sectors irrespective of uh the advantages that we have on it yeah. uh Shishti, would you mind elaborating on this you know because you know our businesses so far run in a very classical hierarchical ma- manner top-down approach you know web two businesses mm-hmm. function like that now when you say web Web3, blockchain, the underlying ethos is decentralization, trust, and transparency. How do you see that panning out with the current businesses and you know, how the way they function? Because most of the businesses, how they function is, you know, maximize value, squeeze out the juice from the consumers. Whereas, whereas the ethos of Web3, Web3 is completely different. It's it's distributed. It, it, it's trust-based. It's transparent. It, it's taking out the middle men out of the picture. How does, do you think this is going to pan out in the future with all, all the businesses that we have right now? I think, again, there's a two thought process to this, Eddie, because there's one angle of it, which is decentralization. And the other is the applicability in the enterprises. So while, while we... While blockchain, in a sense, can be decentralized, but uh, in enterprises, more uh, largely uh, permissioned networks are being used because of the uh, 
the security um, which which the enterprises need to uh, follow so i think uh, how actually this uh, technology is being currently used at least in india for uh, like what i'd like to say right now is more from a uh, bringing a transparency over the silos of information that that is being there in the uh, for example the supply chain or uh, in the financial segment if we are looking for a cross border remittance uh, we can improve the transaction settlement by bringing the whole network uh, aggregating it with with a uh, uh, secure uh, layer with, uh, which which can be brought in by dlts so th there is again uh, two angles of it now when when we come to the decentralized uh, version of it um of course there are inhibitions as well as uh, objections uh, of enterprises to adopt to it because most of the decentralized technologies are again coming with uh, tokens being associated which come under the regulations and the policy framework of of the governing country obviously because of uh, the recent happenings uh, the ftx collapse mm -hmm. uh, and web3 has obviously got like a, a, a bad name uh, and, and and you mentioned about how you know companies function in you know most of the data is siloed and, and 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 the data is the new oil you know do you see data being import interoperable where where shared uh, through web trio if yes could you possibly share maybe some examples which you think can add value to businesses where right. data is being First, shared what i want to say when you say web3 has a bad, bad name i don't agree to that so we need to really understand that uh, you know web3 is a very large term that we being used more to uh, uh, portray a trend towards the internet being evolving in a very different way largely which would come from the experience uh, and also uh, with with the underlying frameworks at each level uh, which which is in in the internet standards also where where uh, blockchain or dlts per se would only be the data layer so so that's 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 one part of it what we need to understand when we talk about crypto tokens that's completely different from blockchain technology per se and web3 is a very large term in itself so blockchain technology is is being used uh, to have a lot of impact across sectors whether it's government whether uh, it's uh, traceability solutions whether it's bringing efficiencies in voting whether in the financial segments uh, but again you know that there, there is uh, something that we discussed about um, a, a thought-provoking discussion between decentralized and DLTs. So that's there. But then, you know, th there are a lot of impact that we are bringing with these solutions, which are adding impact. Um, and uh, to, uh, you know, uh, yeah, so what? uh what would what was the point that you know you i i actually got stuck to the web3 uh no, no problem <laughs> yeah. so so I, I was saying i mean data is the new oil most of the yes. data currently okay. is yeah. siloed how is hmm. data going to, do you see data being uh you know more shared and what would be the use cases applications over there yeah so uh so then again there's this is a couple of things here now when we go about the sharing of data within different networks that's a large movement that we're trying to do because in a sense there are large networks like uh, bitcoin and ethereum uh, which would want you know everybody uh, everybody building on those networks so essentially that can be one large internet one large network which would be the decentralized network that being said but in small ways uh, the data aggregation is actually 
happening where we are uh, implying uh, machine learning models and getting predictive models and and learning from the data uh, where this is being implemented over uh, ecosystems within organizations also like we need to really understand that within an organization there might be four departments which might be functioning in silos because even in large organizations for example if i say kellogs uh, they have different uh, verticals where they are operating uh, operating at as you know at individual uh, uh, profitable entities so so there is collaboration uh, challenges within the organization and when you extend it to the upstream uh, where you have your vendors from whom you are sourcing and then your uh, direct sourcing like you know from the harvesting where it's happening the whole chain uh is is can be aggregated over uh the blockchain uh, through the blockchain uh, technology one bringing the transparency getting it over a peer-to-peer network and then the data layer where you can have the analytics is 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 really helping organizations globally um so so that's one part of it but when you come to the interoperability part of it where whether you know solutions between different networks how is that being leveraged that's still a work in progress uh, uh, because uh, networks there are too many networks evolving and uh, since it's a custom solution right you know it's a lego based thing that everybody can build their own solution and it's open source uh, so there's a plug and play module to it so that's again uh, you know a thing that would evolve uh, with time i wanted your views on cryptocurrencies and tokens uh, you know and since you you understand uh, defi decentralized finance how how do you see that panning out you know because I want to get into the metaverse also, and possibly I see that the the underlying economical layer of metaverse is going to be Web three O. It's going to be supported by digital assets, tokens, crypto tokens, things like that. How how is the finance industry going to pan out? I mean, what what are the dynamics you you seeing with decentralized finance, cryptocurrencies, as well as fiat currencies? Decentralized finance has as great applicability. As as a product, right? Because uh, we are trying to uh, when you talk about impact, largely it's bringing a lot of impact to people who are actually unbanked, uh, to societies where we are not able to reach. The banking systems are not able to penetrate uh, because uh, they 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 are not able to access any kind of services. That's when it essentially uh, that's you know uh, people have started working in in large areas of uh, in Africa where uh, unbanked people have been served with this solution. So uh, potentially, uh, it it brings a lot of uh, uh, benefits uh, to the customer who who is not unbanked, and of course, uh, for people like us also, where you know in inter uh, in um, inter country transactions, we have to pay huge uh, uh, surcharges to different custodians across, and then we are we are subject to time uh, lines and uh, frameworks. Uh, the benefit is huge over there also to if if these solutions are actually adopted by the banks but uh, that's uh, still in a pilot mode uh, when when we are talking about defi being adopted uh, globally by banks because of again the regulatory regulatory and the policy frameworks so um, so i mean i mean that's where we are i think uh, with respect to defi applications uh, a lot of work is being done and with each uh, you know there are many organizations who are working towards these policy frameworks also so that uh, we can ins- we 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 can safeguard the interest of the consumers who are uh, investing in this 
because we've seen largely in the last year there have been so many collapses happening uh, more so not because of of the structure of the application but uh, lots of them because of the intention uh, so you know the technology and the product gets blamed uh, in in such scenarios and and i i, I always uh, say that you know this happens even in web 2 uh, it happens with finance traditional finance applications where uh, founders are you know not uh, having uh, judicious uh, investments and uh, vigilance is is not uh, to the optimum level so it's it's something that happens in a traditional businesses also but since we are a new technology i think we we get pinned down uh, uh, much more rather than any other collapses which are happening right so i, I completely double you on that uh, shristi that i think we humans have a tendency to bring down anything which is new that we don't understand uh Yes, the tech stack has the potential to completely change and upend society, but it also has the potential to be used in a bad way. Uh, you, you, you said with with the uh, you know um, uh, blockchain, Web three uh, remittance uh, could be sorted, unbanked. So uh, the the people who unbanked will help them in theory. But at this point in time, you know, Web3 has a lot of friction. I mean, you know, it's only the people who like really understand wallets and the complications of that are able to. When do you think that this is that the, the friction is going to go away and where it's going to be as easy as how we transact, uh, you know, today through, you know, your phone pay or GP you know, and things like that. When do you think that that's going to happen? So I, I think we are in a moment uh, now where uh, different government bodies are actually creating, uh, I can I can be, talk about India right now, where they're creating their own blockchain uh, frameworks. They're coming with their own solutions. Big payment councils, I, I cannot name them, are actually developing uh, their own token standards and, and trying to integrate these solutions so that the end customers like you and me can benefit largely. Um, and uh, trying to make it mobile native because that's only when we uh, people uh, in tier two, tier three, not tier two, maybe tier three, tier four, India goes up to tier six, uh, can actually largely use these solutions. Giving an example, like in my previous uh, company, not not related to token, but uh, we we did a solution that really helped the farmers uh, in the agriculture sector, a seed traceability solution. But uh, how do we get it adopted by the farmers was uh, through a simple Android uh, application. So for them, uh, the backbone is a blockchain or it's a distributed tech won't matter because ultimately they want that, you know, they they should get the information. So I think that's that's the movement which is already in place. The NP, the consumers like you and me are not aware of uh, governments, banks. Uh, we, we talk, uh, I regularly consult uh, one of the leading banks uh, in India. Uh, where, where they are keeping uh, in mode and trying to adopt these two technologies. Banks, of course, are limited because of the policy regulations uh, governed by uh, RBI or otherwise, but governments are largely adopting this. So I think this uh, technology would have more uh, impact, like what you're asking, when it would be led through the government or that would be one part of it other if you can actually make it mobile native that's what my thoughts are because once uh, it can be implemented through your mobile which is like the most adopted uh, technology uh, then i think the impact would be phenomenal before we get into p2 p2e pro uh, can you like kind of define uh, what the metaverse is according to you and how you think it can help india 
Um, yeah, so I, I would just uh, say that metaverse is is just the next iteration of uh, internet in, in very simple terms. We uh, It would change how people interact. Uh, it would completely disrupt the uh, experience that people will get. And, uh, it, and I would say the kind of uh, creativity that can be brought in, which was largely, uh, which was very, very impactful with Web2, you know, Twitter, social, we are able to talk, we can, you know, have our thoughts globally, we are present everywhere through uh, to 2D meetings, but that would be completely transmutated with Web3 being implemented. Uh, where we can actually, you know, physic, uh, virtually, uh, you know, feel, uh, experience, have all the senses, so the uh, the perceiving uh, and the persistence that would come would uh, completely change. Ten years back, I mean, I was having a conversation with my wife, and I was telling her that in another five years, uh, you won't possibly step out, uh, you know, in or get into a mall as often as you, you know, you do today, you know, most of the things would be through your mobile, you know, and, and she scoffed at me, she laughed. And, and today, you know, the uh, everything that she does is on the mobile, you know, right from shopping to visiting places, getting, uh, taking a, 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 a cab or whatever, everything is done on, on through this uh, interface and this interface is evolving where we're going to go from carrying technology your phone to wearing technology possibly where the entire world will be a screen it'll be a computer and uh, uh, and and your phone and through that i think we'll have like you said you know a persistent uh, uh, immersive world you know where instead of us going to the school uh, instead of us going to a hospital the school and the healthcare uh, hospital will come to us you know and and so yes exciting space and and, and to make people understand it, it's very difficult but i guess this transition will happen very quickly because the rate of pace of which technology is accelerating is really gone through the roof, you know, with generative AI, metaverse, web through. So exciting space. And I think everybody, be it a consumer, be it a brand, be it governments, they need to be aware of this change and, and, uh, and get onto the train or because this train is like really really moving fast and if you miss the this train and and, and you'll, you you'll be lost in, into the land of nowhere uh you are the chief business officer at p2e pro can, can you tell us a little bit about p2e pro and your role at p2e pro so like you said you know uh this is like a train that you really have to move really fast and it's really impacting different li our lives like when you're saying uh, the shopping experience but I, I largely feel that education would be completely uh, changed medical health would be changed how how uh, trainings would change defense aviation uh, if you've seen I think uh, I saw a video of Jyoti uh, Ratsindhya ji uh, actually you know using uh, VR in the aviation uh, and and you know the experience from religious standpoint also we visiting mandirs or mosque or uh, anything uh, at the convenience of our house if we are limited with bandwidth all that would change so that's what essentially that we realized as a company p2e uh, that this is a technology that needs a lot of evolution and uh, we positioned as uh, an r and uh, deep tech company uh, where we we really want to work on these solutions and like 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 uh, you said you know impact lives so we want to our vision is to simplify to, uh, complex technologies like web3 blockchain and make it accessible to the masses 
And how we've actually built our solutions is with that approach in mind, with that vision in mind. So uh, to, to, to make it very simple, so when we talk about a metaverse or a metaverse, a, a platform that would enable metaverses, there are essentially a couple of bottlenecks that we are having, whether it's, uh, you know, not having a KYC. So like like you said, that there can be malicious users. So the anonymity is actually a problem for uh, enterprise adoption because there's no governance of KYC AML. Second, there is no regulation. So there are so many talks about how the regular uh, metaverses would be regulated, uh, make, making them safe. Um, and then uh, the experience, like if you, if you are going into platforms which are existing, which I would not name right now, but it's a bit legal-like experience. I mean, I would not enjoy over there. Why would I actually build a metaverse over there? So, so that and and then and the uh, last two part of it is the connectivity, and then of course the VR headset. So the whole problem statement in itself is 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 the reason for us to build this company, and uh, we are building a platform which is uh, going to give you very high fidelity experiences. We call it Vyaverse, not Metaverse. Um, and uh, the first realm is Hastinapur, uh, where uh, we've architected a whole city. It's a virtual city in itself. Um, and the creative director is Sabu Cyril, who's of Bahubali fame. So we have an architect on board who's actually made the concepts of, of the whole city. There are uh, nearly 15 districts. So there is a simulation district, education district, financial district, uh, entertainment district, and, uh, and, and so on and so forth. And there's a public transport, everything. So it's a whole city. It's a virtual city. And uh, and, and and there are uh, scenic areas. There are gardens. Uh, there are rivers and everything. So uh, so and it's it's really high fidelity uh, experience that we are giving with respect to avatars. Also, uh, they they are uh, photorealistic avatars, uh, AAA three D models that that would actually interact. So we are having five patents with respect to the sensors. So you know, with the avatars also, you can do the motion capture. Capture, the whole physics can be captured of the person being there. So, so that's more from an experience standpoint, what kind of experience we are going to give. But we've actually engineered our own blockchain, which is called Kaltantra, which is a hybrid blockchain. And uh, it's essentially being uh, built on uh, HLF. But uh, the addition is that the onboarding to the network would be done through KYC so that we are able to solve for the KYC AML compliance. Um, and uh, it's going to be governed by a council, uh, which is would be a council of legal uh, advisors and lawyers, uh, which would act as a DAO per se. And the minting of the assets would be done through a legal SDK as per the country law. Right. So, uh, so, so that's that's the identity part of the metaverse, uh, which was going to come with our own blockchain, and. Uh, uh, with respect to that would also take care of the regulation part of it. And then, of course, you know, uh, we are also manufacturing our own VR headsets. Uh, we have our lab in Hyderabad. Um, and, and the goal is, again, the same to make them sleek, ergonomic and then cost effective, giving the high fidelity experiences. So currently we have not uh, achieved the cost that we want them to. So it's a process evolving, but soon we'll be able to get our hardware to a place where we can bring them to the market. And uh, I'm, I'm essentially, uh, my role here is, is to build the business from scratch. So we are a old company 
and uh, we're currently undergoing the first alpha uh, pilots with different enterprises. So we are in stealth right now. We would be launching our product in the next two to three months. Uh, yeah. What you're saying sounds super, super exciting. So you're looking at the entire building, the, the entire world right from scratch, uh, the entire metaverse, uh, you're building various cities. Uh, you, you have lawyers and everything where you, who's going to be sorting out the regulatory free frameworks. Uh, you also have created your own uh, blockchain uh, uh, platform called Kalptantra. Kalp uh, and you're also looking at uh, building virtual ID headsets. So the, there, there are so many questions over here because, I mean, um, A, when you say you've you've built the, the this world and it's going to be live in in, in another uh, couple of uh, months, what would be the business model in this? Because at, at this point in time, mm. it, it's pretty much hazy mm. where the monetization is is going to come from. The, the reason I say this is because I think you know what what I uh, alluded to earlier is that with the rate of, of technological change acceleration and the democratization of technology. What's happening or going backwards is the monetization. So, so, hmm. so the monetization is dwindling. So, yeah, my, my first question is, is where, how do you see the, or where do you see the monetization opportunity? And, and talk to us about the, the virtual reality headset also. I mean, you, know, you and maybe elaborate a little bit upon the Kalpatantra and, and the VR headset. The VR headset is going to be three off, six off, who provides the content? Hmm. Right, right. So lots of questions, I think. Uh, and uh, because we're trying to do a lot of things together, but then again, you know, it's it's like a complete solution so that you see, we really need to understand here. Uh, and, and that's the approach why we actually built this whole thing. That metaverses per se, uh, lots of them are be all the applications are being in standalone, but uh, the benefit of a metaverse would only come when there is regular content creation, where there is a user base coming uh, you know repetitively it's a place that people enjoy so so that's one thing that 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 is inevitable for in a metaverse to be a success now when we talk about the monetization of course uh monetization in a business is of course very very important and uh that would be be taken care of as we grow i mean that's not not as a company as as a uh deep tech platform uh, focused on labs uh that would come with multiple uh factors actually that's not that important for us right now what we want is we want to enable ecosystems uh we want to enable the metaverse Versus. We want this to be a revolution. Um, and India is the focus as of now completely. So it's like a completely make in India organization for us. That's why, you know, we have a backend. Uh, the whole whole thing is integrated uh, for us. We are not going to any other solutions. We have our own. And, and as a company, we do not believe in crypto. So we have. Uh, so uh, the payments would be done uh, through our own payment auth, uh, payment engine. So we have our own payment engine. The auth engine is our own. Um, and um, so so that's from the uh, technology uh, standpoint. With respect to the VR headsets, currently we are three off, right? Uh, but uh, because since we are, uh, we are going, undergoing through a lot of iterations right now, even in the product R&D, uh, with respect to the chipsets being used, uh, we have all, we are actually considering multiple options right now. So for me to name any one would not be correct. Uh, 
um yeah so it, it's 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 evolving in the next 2 3 months we would have the first uh, batch of our headsets being launched uh, to the you know the society and 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 uh, hopefully we'll be doing a, a big launch uh, anywhere between august and september lovely congratulations to you and your team uh, it, in the course of conversation you might mention about hastan hastinapur and, and there'll be land sale over there how does that function so hastinapur is is going to house uh, 17000 uh, inter- interoperable platforms right and each platform in itself is is being built separately as a game designer set uh, which is going to be there and uh, uh we we would want uh since it's been since we are having limited space uh available and we we are actually a, a global organization where we are uh registered in switzerland and then uh, our subsidiary is in us so um so so if you want to build your metaverse on hastinapur the first step would definitely be uh you know getting your space procuring your space with us um and that's the ownership that would be transferred uh through our system and another thing i want to add i mean you know how we envision ourselves is like a, a global uh, virtual e-commerce platform so we envision us something like google i mean of course our uh, that you know uh, we go to google find shops so you would go to hastinapur map and you would actually find the different metaverse shops which are there so we want to enable the creator economy and the virtual e-commerce since you are building everything from scratch how resource heavy is this and what would be your advice to you know those budding entrepreneurs who are looking to get into web3 and metaverse we are a team of around 150 people currently uh, and uh, we are scaling rampantly we plan to onboard nearly around 200 people this year so but then again of course we're very frugal in the approach and we follow a lot of optimization and and we follow all the sldcs to ensure that you know uh, the software development is happening in the right way so so i mean that's the first part of your question and to the entrepreneurs of course i would say that come uh, this is the right time to go and work in the web3 space it's a huge evolving space and uh, definitely you should be a part of this revolution and contribute in some way it need not be really really big but there is space for everyone uh, and there is space for everyone to contribute and it's in and, and and the trade largely it's so large that everybody can have their own pie i mean uh, there are no limitations on that and we are actually looking to partner with huge uh, network of uh, people who would help us enable this ecosystem uh, in india right yeah my last question uh, what's the road map what comes next and any pitch that you would like to give out to clients or enterprise about p2e pro uh i i think uh, the next thing would definitely be a launch uh, which is going to be hastinapur launch uh, we envision that to happen in the next 2 3 months um and uh, the pitch to the enterprises would not largely be that uh you all have your rep to presence you have your urls showcasing uh the uh, what all we are doing how to reach it's it's really time that you have your web3 url uh and you need experts uh to help you build that strategize uh the web3 strategy in the most optimum way uh how you can actually build your brand uh, how you can communicate with your end users 
and largely how you can even operate uh, bring operational efficiencies within your organization so we are here to help you in all that and uh, we are an end to end solution so we are looking to you know help you uh, to the ne- uh, next iteration of the internet would love to wait and see an experience not just the metaverse world but also the vr itself i hope you guys i mean i wish you guys the very best best because i think you you guys have gone very broad <laughs> say on, on what you want to build but i mean yes i think we need uh teams and entrepreneurs such as yourself who who don't limit themselves because i think the opportunity is so humongous and we need brave entrepreneurs such as yourself who have the vision and foresight and also wish you the very best and to my listeners if you like what you see in here then please press the subscribe button until next time see you guys bye bye thank you thank you and appreciate this thank you so much it's a pleasure thank you yeah.